0: Welcome to the ECA podcast. We discuss the biggest issues in the electrotechnical sector with the industry's leading voices. We encourage you to join the conversation. Send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk and help us bring excellence in electrotechnical and engineering services to you.
1: Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the ECA podcast. In this episode, we sat down with ECA Technical Manager Gary Parker and Ian Bruce, Business Unit Director at HE Sim, an ECA member, to talk about what has been described as the biggest change to the electrical contracting sector in the last decade, prosumer installations. We look at the pros and cons of this relatively new part of the industry and the potential implications for electrical contracting businesses and advice on how to get involved. Be sure to share, like and subscribe to the ECA podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode and send your suggestions for future topics to podcast at eca.co.uk. I'll start off with the big question. What is a prosumer? Uh, I'll put this to Gary. And uh, why is this uh, being talked about as the biggest change to the electrical contracting sector this decade?
2: Thanks, Omar. Uh, Well, I suppose before we answer that, we need to consider what uh, is driving any change, uh, because this is going to be a big change in industry, in mindsets and in clients. And I suppose some of the biggest drivers are everybody is accepting global climate change. Now, it is understood, it is accepted, and we are trying our best to work to mitigate that. Things like the net carbon zero 2050 uh, legislation that came out, energy efficiency legislation and everything else that goes with that people's desire. Now, there is a greater desire in order to look to save energy and reduce waste and indeed reduce costs. And that's led to changes in international uh, standards, which may or may not get adopted in BSM 671 further down the line. And one of those potential changes is the idea of introducing this concept of a prosumer and prosumers electrical installations and a prosumer is i suppose the opposite of a consumer in my property at home i consume energy i use it i pay for it i take that on board and i have to uh, foot the bill but if i produced energy by solar panels or something similar then i all of a sudden become a producer and a both a producer and a consumer which is a prosumer and therefore, I am using uh, my building to create energy. I'm decentralising energy generation. I'm producing, in some cases, not enough, in some cases, more than I need. But I'm a prosumer and I am using energy better and more wisely.
1: Gary, does this mean essentially more work for installers?
2: Absolutely. Opportunities galore. Uh, from 2025, no new gas supplies will be fitted to new build houses, which means electric heating, which has always been the realm of the wet trades, the mechanical side of things. Electric heating is now going to be key and the electrification of systems. This is our our world. This is what we do, be it electric heat pumps, boilers, radiators, underfloor heating. We can do this. This is what we will uh, install. And, you, we're going to cover it later no doubt but electric vehicles these are growing so fast and they will only continue to grow
1: so ian you're the business unit director of he sim larger contractor uh, eca member business from your perspective what how how do you feel about the uh the whole prosumer situation and does it appear to you like it, it is indeed the biggest change to the sector in, in the last 10 years
3: I think it's it's a huge change. I think one of the bigger factors is, as Gary mentioned, then it is the carbon zero. The carbon zero in uh, by 2050. I know it, it sounds a long time away, but it, it will soon be here. And we've got all electric contractors have got to embrace this now, and we've got to get it into our designs and and look at that from from that point of view regarding the the selling of the electricity I still feel there's some hurdles to climb with that and we're going to see um we will see, I believe we'll start seeing the starts certainly in the larger contracts is uh, we'll, we'll start seeing um like behind the meter grid situations where we're supplying buildings off buildings on on the to, to save the thing rather than supplying back to the grid all the time so there will be large amounts of a uh, change within the industry just just on um, based on microgrids within within particular jobs. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's uh, you know in within prosumer installations there's a huge amount of different uh, bits of kit, different technologies, some more advanced than others. And we'll go over a couple of those uh, a bit later on. But am I right in saying, Gary, that the key to everything in a smart home? and for, for all prosumer installations is the smart meter, is that correct?
2: Absolutely, Omar, this is, uh, the, this is the linchpin. Uh, a, a building can work on its own, isolated. However, a smart meter will mean that building can access more information and can give out more information and can work with any of its energy producing products, uh, be it heat pumps or be it solar panels they are the, the the key in the linchpin and it might not have had necessarily the best reputation so far but they are getting very 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 good now and the the quality is exceptional
3: I think also on that i think they've been sold badly at the moment smart meters i think smart meters is um is a phrase where people uh, people thought hang on this is going to cost me more money like the water meter everyone as soon as everyone got a water meter the bills went up so people have avoided smart meters at the moment I think this it was badly marketed the smart meter I think it I think now people are starting to get wise to the fact of what you can do with it and there'll be apps driving this uh, smart meter going forward more uh, and more technology to allow you to buy your electricity even cheaper and control your electricity even to the point in the future where you sell it and how you use it
1: Yeah smart tech as a whole, uh, all the different bits of tech that could make up a smart home. And Gary, if you you could give some brief examples of of those bits of tech, that would be great. Are they uh, better on their own or all together as a a coherent unit?
2: I think when you're designing a a smart and efficient building, these technologies, these bits of equipment and these methodologies add up to being greater than the sum of the parts. So a, a, a building with solar for uh, solar pv for instance is great but a building with solar pv and solar thermal is is even better than a building with good insulation is even better a building with solid windows and uh, good u values is even better than add on things like heat pumps or uh, biomass and then obviously the smart metering things like electric vehicles as well these all add together to create an even better environment individually good Collectively, fabulous.
1: So just staying on electric vehicles briefly there. Um, sales of EVs have shot up in the last year and it only looks like that that's going to increase. Uh, so I'll put this to both of you. Uh, I'll go to Ian first. Uh, do you feel that electric vehicles will become the most common form of home battery storage in a way that people will have? That they'll be having EVs before they have, you know? Uh, a home battery or an, any other kind of smart home kit? Yeah, I think I think it's something we,
3: t- we touched on before. I mean, electrical vehicles are a big part of it. But I think you've got to look at any battery you've got in your house. Um, I think what you will end up with is the you will have a supply in this country, uh, maybe not in other countries, but in this country, you will always have a utility meter. But I think what you're going to see, you will see, and we touched on it before, you will be see, see behind the meter, uh, where you have actually a system within your house that, that charges batteries uh, on all different appliances with, um, without even going through the the DNO's um, system, because you you, you basically be able to have your own electrical system. You you'd be charging batteries within your home um, off your solar PV or your wind or your ground uh, ground source heat pumps or whatever you've got.
1: Is that? one of several types of installation that can be set up, Gary, uh, is there uh, a setup where you can have one house operating independently from the grids or a small community, a group of houses, what what are the different setups that, that are possible?
2: Absolutely, uh, the, the, the prosumers electrical installation can be split into several different ways, an individual one, uh, an individual building that can work uh, on its own, with its own generation, its own storage perhaps. And then you've got collective individuals, uh, a group of them, uh, a street, uh, an estate where they will individually generate and individually uh, store their energy. And then you've got collective generation and a singular storage. So you could have a situation where you've got a a, a row of houses or an estate of uh, offices with a a separate energy storage system, all linked to those individual properties. So they're, they're working in a combined fashion.
0: Do you want to make creating risk assessments easier and more effective? eRAMS is ECA's online risk assessment and method statement tool that allows any type of contractor to create, amend, store and print general activity-based risk assessments and method statements. eRAMS is free to ECA members and very competitively priced to other businesses. Find out more at eCA.co.uk forward slash eRAMS. That's eca.co.uk forward slash ERAMS.
1: What does this mean for safety? You know, are there increased fire risks? Are there incurred risks with other non-smart installations in homes?
2: There's always going to be a risk when there's anything to do with electrics. It's it's dangerous. Uh, Fortunately, ECA members are very good, very adept at dealing with this sort of stuff. So it's... It's similar to working with any form of generator. You just have to be aware of the restrictions and limitations and the different fault currents that are likely to appear. Um, fortunately, we've got a British standard in the UK, 7671, that goes through and talks about these. PCA members are familiar with that. And the new elements that are going to likely to crop up into that in the future will go through and explain any hazards, any risks, and then you mitigate them accordingly.
1: Ian, um, as business unit director uh, from a commercial perspective, what are your main thoughts when when you think about prosumer installations and how that might, how they might affect the business uh, in the future?
3: Um, I I think from a a business point of view, I think there's a a fantastic opportunity and I I think it's going to affect the business in many ways. I think it it will certainly um, have added effect on on safety there's no two ways about that because as i say behind the meter installations are going to have to be governed um i think with the storage and um, we all know that batteries need different um i've got different fire risks so if you are if we are starting to see battery storage within houses or within buildings certainly within buildings um you're going to have different fire regulations for those and it, the um the cyber systems you provide in from fire alarm uh, are going to have to be different. Uh, I think that will all be a big change that, that, that will come with it. Um, you're going to get people weighing up the cost of if you've got multi-occupation, you can have uh, people looking at is it worth taking a bedroom out or an area out to store electricity. Um, there's there's going there's lots and lots of things that are going to come in with this and, and things that are going to change. But it's, it's an exciting time for it all, not just, not just for the electricity, for the sustainability side of the businesses, because we're all learning now is that you can win and lose jobs on your sustainability. And that's only gonna get that's only gonna get harder. So if you can design smart buildings and you're giving you're ticking boxes with clients on that, you're gonna have a hell of an advantage um,
1: over your competitors from a commercial perspective, who who's going to be kind of making the, the lion's share of the profit from these installations because the prosumer is kind of midway between a producer and a consumer. So um, is there a risk that the installer will not be making as much as they would with other types of installation or that a kind of race to the bottom for prosumer installations will, will take place and, and how do we avoid that situation? Uh, from, from my point
3: of view uh, as a contractor, we've, we've got to become less lazy. I think we've got to start looking now to install ourselves and start buying these systems direct and installing them ourselves rather than just doing the old adage of, of subcontracting it out to a, what, what's determined a, a specialist. Um, I think at the end of the day, it, it's wires and we're all very, very good. Uh, why is so why aren't we installing these things why are we putting them out to subcontractors um, and we've, we've got a look to take that share instead of just putting a small mark up on somebody else's we need to be taking the share uh, and actually running and managing these systems i,
2: I think he is absolutely right from from a contractor side of things it, it's a circuit. It's a, an installation that we can do. We've been doing it for over a hundred years. we We're very very good at this uh, within the ECA installing circuits. and we should be doing more of this this work. There's I think there's an inbuilt fear in some places where a new technology or a new concept but these these concepts aren't that new. We can train, we can educate ourselves and we can all of a sudden very quickly become very well informed in these, these new techs and these new uh, skills and I think one thing that is key is apprenticeships. Apprenticeships today are different from 20 years ago. Apprenticeships in five years time will be different from today and we need to see apprentices more and use them more and get those, those skills and excite the industry and get more people coming through with a higher level and a higher skill set in these new areas.
3: Yeah, I'd agree. I think another point that we need to be looking at um, is as well as is, is, um, we touched on it earlier. I think we we need to be looking in the future to, to manage these systems, these systems that sit behind the meter. We certainly need to be looking to, to manage and maintain and, and and keep these systems running. Batteries have only got a certain lifetime. Uh, solar panels have only got a certain lifetime. The add-on costs and the costs going forward for uh, additional revenue is huge if we actually own these systems. And it may well be that that there is a market there for the electrical contractor to actually own the system uh, and be renting the systems. There's there's all sorts of um, possibilities and, and opportunities within it.
1: Gary, from the ECA perspective, uh, how is the ECA working to um, to make sure that this relatively new area of industry uh, is properly regulated?
2: Well, ECA do a few things that are important. Uh, quite often behind the scenes, we we sit on the Wiring Regs Committee, and that helps influence the the, the, the BS7671 standard amongst others. But we also sit on the committees that produce. Some of the guides, some of the code of practices. We've been involved in the electric vehicle charging guide, we we're involved in the energy storage system guide, both with staff and with
3: members as well.
1: Ian, I understand HE SIM has some input into that as well. Could you elaborate on that, please?
3: Yeah, well, I'm actually sitting on the board with Luke um, Osborne from the ECA uh, to, to make sure the regulation is in place and that it's uh, there's competent contractors controlling this and that we get the right legislation in place to ensure that we get uh, safe systems work in
1: place. And what's... The current timeline on
3: that? Uh, Currently,
2: there's an an amendment due to come out for BS 7671, amendment number two. It's still work in progress. Hopefully, there should be a draft later on this year. And one of the things we will do is encourage all members, whether it's uh, a member that's interested in prosumer installations or not, to look at this draft and comment on it. So hopefully, we, we should see that later on in 2020. Ian, uh, while we've got you on uh, the line, just from my side of things and taking your thoughts on board, can you see any negatives with a contractor such as HG Sims not getting involved and not keeping a- ahead of the curve in this technology and in this, in this installation practice?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're not on board with this now, or if you're not now already looking at uh, renewables and the carbon zero, uh, you, you're going to be left miles behind. People aren't even going to entertain you uh, to look at you unless you're accredited or and you've got design capabilities to, to look at this type of work. Um, you touched on earlier about electric heating. Now, electric heating is is fantastic for us, but it, it comes with the, the other added complication of your SPAM and your SAP calcs, which all adds to more PV and renewables. So if you're not on board with this, you're just going to fall by the wayside. You just you're just not going to be you're not going to be in the market. You just yeah, it's a non-starter to even think about ignoring it.
2: So from a contracting point of view, you've been considering this for a while, then.
3: Yeah, I think we could, we considered we did um, about. Oh, about 10 years ago when when the the government was pumping money into uh, renewables and there was great tariffs and um, and and lots of uh, subsidies. Uh, And we did look at and we did several solar farms Um, and and it sort of it lost its way. The tariffs came down and and it became and a lot of people got into it. And I I even think then it was a little bit unregulated, to be honest with you. It was like a big free for all. um, and, and it sort of died by the wayside for the larger contractor. And, and, and a lot of small systems arose with a lot of smaller contractors or specialists, as we call them, doing them. Um, I still think it's, it's obviously out there. It's, it's still going on. But um, I think I think there's got there's going to be a resurgence of it now. And I think contractors have got to take it more seriously, even on the smaller systems, because you're not going to get passes. You're not going to get these buildings built unless you put in renewables on them. So you say you've been looking at this for about 10 years, which is
2: about, well, I think it was 12 years ago, uh, Middlesbrough beat Man City 8-1, I believe.
3: (laughs) You did, and I remember that game. I was in a social club in Withershaw when that happened. (laughs) I can't remember most of it, never mind. But
0: uh, it was that well, it was that good a game. Yeah, you're exactly right.
3: You're exactly right. I remember that well.
0: Thank you for listening to the ECA podcast. To continue the conversation or ask questions which may feature in the future podcast episodes, send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk. Until the next episode, visit www.eca.co.uk where you can learn more about ECA and the services our team provides. That's www.eca.co.uk.